0: deal. What up? And we're golden. Hello. 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 Welcome back. Welcome back to JK Moto.
1: Episode Episode
0: 25.
1: Yeah, (laughs) 25. Actually, when I was putting that in, I was like, are we on 25? I had to to double check. So, yeah, 25. We're halfway through, halfway through 100.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like my age. I've been 35 for about 15 years now. Okay. That's how it works, man. That makes you really old. No. Or did you switch... Did you hit
1: thirty-five earlier than expected?
0: That would be that would be my way. That would be the way yeah. I do things generally. <laughs> generally Classic. speaking. Well, well we are we are back. We've got some things to catch up on. Me and you. Off camera, on camera, all those kind of things. But let's get into this episode twenty five and roll the intro. Intro. Yesterday at one point I was in sick.
1: And we're back,
0: and we're back. Ready to talk about some motorcycle-related things on this another unregularly scheduled. Eh,
1: I mean, it's it's yeah. Monday. It's not that well for us. It's unscheduled. Yeah, kind of. It's not that far off though.
0: So we got we got some MotoGP stuff to catch up on. I got a couple a little little things in the motorcycle news I wanted to run by you. Okay. And your dream is still true. Which one? You know the dream from my understanding, you're still going to get the opportunity to be a Busa boy someday. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I I guess What? so,
1: you know, it's news that I don't. Yeah. Oh, that news. Yes. Suzuki
0: starts to cut everything back. Everybody kind of cutting everything back. Thousands are a thing of the past, you know, electric bikes are taking over the world. You know, there may or may not be an F 35 powered, is it a F-35 that was missing?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, that yeah. was the plane. There may be Popped an F- in the news.
0: Yeah, there may be an F-35 powered Busa on the road shortly. Who knows? <laughs> Depends on if some of them Southern boys, you know, got there with their wrenches quick enough.
1: Something I seen a good one. It was uh there's an F-35 with massive wheels in the front and tiny ones in the back. Carolina <laughs> squatting down the freeway.
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah, so, they actually
1: outlawed that. Not sure if you knew that, but
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I, well, I, to a degree, you can still have. I think it's up to four inches of difference between the front and
0: back. So you can. Well, I hate still to show my age, squat. Yeah, I, I hate to show my age, but that you know that one doesn't bother me.
1: The Carolina squad doesn't bother you.
0: The outlawing of said item. Oh well, yeah, huh? it's yeah <laughs> <laughs> doesn't uh, need to exist. So Busa, I would have thought mm-hmm. they would be one of the first ones on the chopping block. They've already outlived their welcome. So that's an interesting thought, because a Busa is a sport touring bike. Yeah. That you're... market's
1: bigger. That market is bigger than a super sport market, if you think about it. If, if you go by, like, pure technicality, yeah, we all know the history of the Busa. We don't need to get into that today. But by pure technicality, a Suzuki Hayabusa is a sport touring motorcycle.
0: I, I mean, I guess. I guess that... You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm just saying, you know. (laughs) So apparently Suzuki's been filing for some patents behind the scene. Okay. For variable valve timing systems that... Interesting. Okay. Based off the patent, it looks like it'll only work on a Busa. That's what the patents are Hmm. exclusively for the engine that comes in the Busa. So it looks like they have plans to... uh, give that thing some more horsepower and still meet whatever emission standards are coming down the road. All right.
1: Yeah. I know that the, the latest 2022, I want to say power definitely went down. Actually, it was kind of everyone's complaint is they're like, you gave us a new Hayabusa and you took the power down. Like, what is this? So that would be kind of cool. I wonder if they're, I don't know. I mean, it's all speculation at this point. Who's actually trying to compete with the electric bike market. Ducati's obviously kind of trying to get their feet wet, at least if not, full jump into there and, and overtake it. So I don't know about you, but I, I mean, I think you know this about me already, but I kind of just stay out of the electric bike news as much as possible because I don't want to promote it. So I just completely stay
0: out of it. Well, so. unfortunately for you, we're going to talk about that a little bit. Sweet. <laughs> because <laughs> probably probably be good for me. Well, it seems like, it seems like every day, every day there's a story coming out that there's five new electric bikes on the market. And mm-hmm. the next day there's a story that there's five electric bikes going away because it didn't work. So we'll see. But uh, I was reading Cycle World News today. Yeah. Okay. I'm familiar you with. And they did a, they had an article on, it's a UK based, I believe. So a lot of their stories come out of the UK. Okay. Yep. But they were talking about, there's already been more electrical fires this year in garages and such that the fire departments have had to respond to than there was all last year. And they're attributing that to electric bikes, scooters, mountain bikes, you know, really. yeah, all these electrical, all the small ones
1: that people are just leaving them plugged in basically and having issues with them.
0: Yeah. Okay. All the lithium power batteries. I did see, since we're on that subject, you see the thing flying around on Instagram with the Tesla that's just got It's like parked outside a restaurant. People are in, sitting, eating, where they can see their car, and there's, like, fire coming out of the dash, and it says, what does that check engine light mean?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see that one. That's pretty good, though. (laughs) Oh, man. That's pretty good. Yeah, you know, I I don't know. The electric bike thing, what's, what's weird about it is that, like, electric vehicles make sense, and for a bike, they almost make sense because bikes are so lightweight that I feel like you could actually get some your... Mileage shouldn't change that much between an electric bike and I guess, a gasoline one, right? Right, d- distance wise. So, but at the same time, electric motors are really good at torque. I don't know if torque is necessarily, I don't know, instant torque anyway. I don't know if that's really like the main goal of a motorcycle. I mean, I, I understand we need torque, right?
0: Instant torque faster. is always the main,
1: yeah, faster goal. off the line, all those great things. But a, a bike's going to wheelie over if you got too much of that. So,
0: yeah, there is a good example of that going around on social media also of a well, apparently uh, you've been a little
1: more active than me cuz I haven't seen any of these. I
0: yeah. haven't getting
1: electric bike ads though. Yeah,
0: you'll get more after we talk about it. <laughs>
1: True. Yeah, the phone. Cell phones, you know. See yeah. right here. Oh, look at that Nice. There was That's there was weird. one going
0: around with a, an electric bike uh doing a burnout after some race mm-hmm. or attempting to do a burnout and mm-hmm. it just like torked itself out of the burnout. Wheelie took <laughs> off through took off through the people and then the guy, you know, panic braked it and then he went into stoppy and then dirt nap. Nice. In That's front of everybody. Bad. Poor yeah. guy.
1: Now, most of the videos I've been seeing this week have been uh just people with like R1s or Aprilias or Ducatis on dynos and then electric bikes on dynos or people like revving electric bikes for whatever reason that you want to rev it and you just hear it it sounded like a little electric drill. Like I was in a dentist's office. I was like, you know that the quiet part for a car, I, I get that selling point, right? For an electric car, I get the selling point. Absolutely. On a motorcycle, I don't get that at all.
0: Yeah. Cause what's the point if you can't hear it?
1: it honestly, also like the wind noise isn't going to go away. So it's not like it's going to be nicer in your ears or anything. That's what gets you half the time anyway. So well, I don't know.
0: Well, tell me this for the people at home. Put this in the comments i want to know if i'm the only one i'm going to compare this to the the first time you hear about like tinnitus mm-hmm. okay you thought you were the only one walking around with your ears ringing and then you realize there's other people that you know are doing the same thing <laughs> yeah so, i tried watching the electric bike moto moto e. Hmm. I tried watching it again i haven't watched it for a while i tried watching it again and every time every time i'm watching them electric bikes you tell me if this is weird put in the comments. I get it. I get like an acid taste in my mouth. I can smell the batteries through the TV. What? I'm serious. When like I watch, actually. The, like actually, when I watch those races, I start kind of. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. The, uh, all those wireless cameras and signals and all of that, <laughs> it's all carrying that over to your TV specifically, but only you.
0: Well, it's in my <laughs> mind, but you know, the, I don't know if you ever burn a battery or like had a battery burn.
1: I've smelled electrical burning. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I get, I get the sense of that when I'm watching those races. True story. Well, oh, I better not
1: watch them then. And in, in the uh, particular workplace that I work in, you smell that smell. It's a really bad day. So,
0: <laughs> I think that's a bad day, regardless of where you work. Generally. Most
1: places, yeah. But we're like very accustomed to that one. So,
0: so we talked a few podcasts back. We were talking about how some of the like Kawasaki, Yamaha, Honda were getting together on a hydrogen bike.
1: Yeah, that was a while ago, but yeah, I do remember that.
0: Yeah. And this is kind of what I mean about one day they say electric's the only way to go. It's the future, you know, buy in now. You're an idiot if you're not buying in because absolutely that's the greatest technology ever. Mm-hmm. And in the same breath, you have companies going, ah, maybe there's something else. So, yeah. so how good can it really be? I think they know something we don't know, but along those lines, I can't remember who the manufacturer was, but there's there's a car that they've been showing off that looks a lot like a Ford Mach-E. Okay, so I.E. not very good. Mm -hmm. But the back bumper, like above the back. Yeah, it folds down. It's got the Mm -hmm. cartridges. Have you seen that?
1: Yeah, I seen that literally last night. I was about to I was thinking about mentioning it some at some point.
0: Well, those cartridges would fit in a bike.
1: Yeah, like one of them.
0: Yeah, and the the car has, what, like six or something on the back?
1: Mm Mm-hmm, something like that.
0: And they said it's like five-minute change-out time or something, and 1,500 kilometers is what they're saying. That's not bad.
1: that's my other biggest issue with electric vehicles in general, but even on a bike, too. If I go on a road trip, I drive for six hours, I run out of gas, I pull into a gas station, I fill up in eight to ten minutes, stop, use the bathroom, grab some food, whatever, Right. And then you're on your way again. In an electric vehicle, you got to stop and stay overnight because you're done. Well,
0: let's di- let's dig into that a little bit because every
1: time, I know it's gotten better. The fast charging, you know.
0: Well, every time you go to a Walmart, though, there's mm. always that there's always that guy with a cardboard sign that says, you know, need gas traveling across the country, blah blah blah. I mean, how do you how do you stop and help him get electricity? <laughs>
1: You just got to carry your generator around, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, until, yeah. until, until there's That's an infrastructure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, just like that. And then, you know, my buddy and I were actually talking about this the other night with cars more than motorcycles, but it applies as the batteries. You know, the batteries are not really built to last. Mm. And you look at, especially like with a certain very big electric car company, they build their batteries in the bottom of the car. Those are going to die off five, 10 years, you got to buy a new car. It's not worth the money to replace. So
0: actually I have some intimate knowledge of said company as they are, you know, the company you're speaking of.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So the battery is basically the frame of the car, right? Right. Yep. At least in the early days, I don't know if that's still the case, but at least on the higher models, probably not the cheaper models they've been coming out with, but on those higher models, you call them up, they actually remove the body and put it on a new frame when the battery wears out. Hmm. And, Interesting. And that was designed into the car, but if it's anything like my RC car, <laughs> I, I also won't mention any names cause I don't want to bag on them that bad. Cause I think it just comes with the territory, mm-hmm. but I dusted off the old RC. Really? really? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I need to do that with, actually I did that with mine a few months ago and none of my batteries are None of my batteries are good. What do you know? So if
0: if I were you, I wouldn't. And here's why: because this, okay. this is maybe that's why I got a bad opinion of electric cars is because of RC cars. But <laughs> yeah, it's fair I took, though. I took it out. Mm-hmm. I drove like two little circles on the asphalt, mm-hmm. and it blew one of the tires off. And okay. so I go to the tire, and it had actually stripped the aluminum nut. So I dug around. I found another nut for the wheel. I put that on. I did another circle and it destroyed the front end, snapped. So, okay. And I had parts on hand, so I tore that all apart and I put the hands on, or put put the front end all back together. I went and did like two more circles and it broke broke a drive shaft, and so I chucked it back in the corner. It's been sitting the last year and said that's enough of that.
1: Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they were designed for asphalt, but then again, they're yeah. I don't know. I did see. To get us back on motorcycles, I did see a video of a kind of cool looking RC motorcycle. It was like a little dirt bike, but it actually would keep itself upright but would turn and lean. So it had some sort of like gyro going on in there that would like let it lean with your remote. So that was kind of I was like, all right, this is the first one of those I've seen that kind of makes sense. It didn't have legs hanging down either. So that's that's what was worried about it, because usually they'll just have like a leg, right? Right driving a straight line and turn the wheel, but it doesn't lean. But this one actually, I don't know if it was real or not, but looked kind of cool. So if you can't afford a motorcycle, you can look into that, and it probably cost you about as much as a Ninja 400, and you should just buy that and go to the track. So
0: After you fix it 72 times. Speaking yeah. of Ninja 400s, did you see the new Aprilia 457?
1: I have. it. <laughs> if, if you're in this world and you haven't seen that bug, I don't know how. Because, yeah. Yeah. But I have. Yeah. Very uh I haven't actually looked into it yet because I'm afraid that I'm gonna convince myself that it's cool. Which I'm not saying it's not, but uh but it is cool. Right, that's the issue. Um <laughs> I was like sitting there, I saw Aprilia unveil and I saw it and I was like, That okay, that looks good. What is it? And then I saw four, five, seven, and I was like, You gotta be kidding me. And I was like, All right, all right, so we're doing something. We are competing with the other boys.
0: Yeah. Forty seven horsepower. I my understanding is that class that has to be under fifty. Yeah, that makes sense. To degree. forty-seven horsepower, pretty good-looking bike. You can buy that and drive around like a like a high school kid with a five thousand dollars Beamer. You can be like, yeah, look, at, look <laughs> at me, I'm cool. Yeah,
1: the Aprilia name. I wonder, do they have MSRP on it yet?
0: Uh, yeah, it was about. I'm gonna fact check it. So if you don't want to, okay, say it or... okay, then let me throw it out before you fact check it. I believe it was right. sixty-sixty-five ninety-nine, whereas a uh, Kawasaki four hundred is like six thousand fifty-five. And you know how terrible I am with numbers. So if I'm within like 6,000, I should be.
1: So five days ago. So RS-457, right? Yep. Let's see. Revzilla posted five days ago between 6,500 and 7,500 in the U.S. market, which is a wide range. Uh, Four lakh 25,000, whatever that means. Four to four and a half, some weird non-American symbol. Speaking of non-American, I wanted to ask um, the audience, to please throw in the comments i don't need like your address that's not what i'm asking for here at all but country region if you're not in america or if you're in america throw a state if you want or just say here with the boys but let us know i was talking to a dude from australia the other night let him know about the podcast so i'm just gonna you know it made me realize that i forget we forget sometimes because we're over here that there is a, an entire world that can see these things so if you're here with us from a different country let us know in the comments throw out where you're from. Give us a shout and we That's appreciate cool. it. I'm not getting an actual price in in American or in pounds and those are the only two that I can kind of relate to, so.
0: Well, that makes sense. I I think the numbers I've seen were 65.99 euros.
1: Everyone's saying around 6 to 7,000, so yeah, that sounds about right. That's I want to say that's not bad, but I don't know. I mean, Aprilia right RS660 is right around the twelve to thirteen mark, and then uh, obviously your RSV4 is sitting well over t- uh, twenty. Sorry, not two. Well over two thousand dollars, which is also true.
0: Well, Easton, I think I made a mistake. How so? Well, I mentioned last week. I'm going to mention it again, but I've been playing on that Crash Toys. Yeah. Okay. So I've already tore my perfectly titled twenty-two apart right there's a lot of 22s on there that are crashed same color scheme and everything and everyone i'm looking at i'm like i got a box of parts that came off of mine it would just go perfectly on that it would go perfectly on that and then i and then i go well that's stupid you should have bought the crashed <laughs> one and made a race bike out of that and yeah just left your fairings where they were at
1: yeah you know i've thought that a lot that it has been one of my plans for a race bike in the future is to go find a new one that you know 500 miles thousand miles whatever preferably past the break-in, but who cares? You just go get it unlocked take it straight to the track. That doesn't need much beyond cosmetic, you know? I don't mind a subframe. Not a big deal. Forks being bent would be... they get a little pricey, but subframe being cracked is fine. Even a swing arm, I don't think would be too bad. And then... Obviously, fairings you are going to put race fairings on anyway, so not a bad option for sure.
0: Not a bad option, and I would say to worry less about the forks because if we're going to get serious about this, we're putting a different suspension on the front anyway.
1: Okay, I am curious about your thoughts on that because you get electronic
0: suspension there on the BMW. I will tell you midway through next season. Okay, sounds good. All right, I uh, have that to look forward to. Yeah, maybe I will tell you by because I got I got some kind of weird tire wear going. Okay, on that last round. Mm-hmm. I mean, I ate through a Dunlop pretty quick. I don't think it's pressures, but I'm setting everything electronically. So I'll be I'll be back at the track on the thirtieth for a for a track day here in Utah, and i will be playing around with those numbers to see if I can get that tire where to go back up. Start to acting normal. Be. Yeah, yeah. It's not. Go back up, but
1: all right. Yeah, you know, I've been curious because you watch reviews or read reviews or read in the forums and everyone will tell you that for racing or for track use, the electronic suspension is like, stay away from it, right? You'll be way better off with mechanical. But at the same time, for a dude that's a little less versed in suspension, it sounds really nice to just be able to adjust it. You know, pull pull back into the pits, be like, okay, I did this. Quick Google, do I want softer or stiffer? And then go into my bike and just change it and i don't have to do anything it'll be kind of curious to see uh yeah your thoughts on that using that firsthand obviously you raced the old one so you do have pretty much back-to-back comparison there which isn't bad right. so
0: well, so far it hasn't bothered me the only the only concern is that i had some like i said some some weird tire wear that i was trying to work around fair enough we'll see Fr- fresh rubber in the mail again so <laughs> that seems to be a,
1: a usual these days yeah, yeah, I gotta I mean, been. I've, I've been wondering what the UPS guy thinks of these big boxes he keeps delivering to my front porch. I'm like, little <laughs> do you know, there's just tires in there.
0: Just tires over and over again. Yeah, but I will
1: say, uh, shout out to motorcycleracetires.com. Uh, if you're on the east coast not using them, go ahead and check them out. They're down in Florida, local Dunlop dealer down there. Quick shipping, always send the right stuff. Never had an issue with them. I think, from my standpoint, I and mean, they're not like way cheaper, but their prices are generally the best. We're right along with the best that I've found,
0: and it's free shipping to you, right?
1: It's free shipping for if you buy a tire, it's free shipping because it's like anything over one hundred and fifty dollars. So if you're buying a set, you're getting free shipping. It's free taxes for me, so gotcha. But yeah, good website, MotorcycleRaceTires.com. dot uh, com. They're only Dunlop, but they got slicks, road tires, moto. Uh, what is that called? What did I just? Supermoto. Supermoto. Thank you. A new Moto was in the name, yeah. Super motor tires, whatever, whatever else you need. The nice thing with them right now is that you can still get the old style Dunlops. So if you haven't made the swap over yet and you don't want to, I know they still have some in stock. Obviously, it's going to run out because Dunlop's not making it anymore, but they still have some.
0: I was going to say, does that mean they're old? <gasps> not the date. We can't. We got to check the born on date. Don't, don't bring up the tire date. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I should quit complaining. I, I got a whole stack of... I got a bunch of hard slicks. Old hard? Yeah. No, like R8s. R7? R8? Maybe. I don't know. I can look it up. No, I run the R7s. R3 yeah, that's soft, R7s medium. Probably like R10. I think R10. they're R8s. Here we go. Betting All right. again. All right.
1: Dunlop in tech slicks. Do, 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 do. Look, second website that comes up is MotorcycleRacetires.com.
0: Yeah, there's probably an algorithm involved at your house.
1: Yeah, Uh, yeah. Let's see. R3, R5, R7. R3, R5, R7, R8 is medium plus. They don't have on their website a hard compound they have a medium plus let's get a dunlop actual uh,
0: down the rabbit hole
1: yep yep we gotta do some googling sorry for all of you that AR 451 those are the old styles dunlop motorcycle tires.com that sounds like it's not their actual website but it is all right let's see dunlop announces release of usa made racing slicks 255 those are way old
0: i was gonna say what's that article 2012
1: yeah let's see tires I type race holy cow this is gonna take me a minute
0: yeah race I'd tires drop, i'd drop it <laughs>
1: <laughs> nope i gotta do it now
0: gosh
1: sorry we're stuck
0: but r8 is a medium plus it says huh
1: yep yeah r8 is medium plus
0: so i'm pretty sure the ones i have are all r8 so i should quit whining and burn them up it's gonna be cold though what do you mean cold well, I know you live on the other side of the country where it doesn't get cold, but you uh-huh. know we're down to okay, like. So
1: sorry, real quick, we found it on the on the Dunlop website. R eight is H hard, but they only offer it in the rear. They don't offer that on the front. All the right. front has a R zero, R three, R five, R seven. The rear is R three, five, seven, eight, and then zero, two, three, five, seven, eight. If you're in the two hundred range. 180 is only three through eight interesting yeah so for the 200 which makes sense because that's what they run on the 1000s and that's what moto america's running which is what they developed the tire for so yeah
0: anyway that's all right it. that tracks that tracks i was just saying it's getting down to like 40 degrees at night here now like that's pretty good does
1: it when does it warm up
0: about like, 10 o'clock
1: 10 that's not too bad
0: i mean we're still getting into the 70s yeah i mean this this weekend we have a high of like 63 <laughs> Wow, and so I am watching the weather closely because I mean, I I can I am from Utah. I can I can ride a bike in the cold. Don't get me wrong. In the cold, yeah. I know Washington used to
1: scare me because I'd wake up in the morning to like yeah forty six degrees and it's foggy and I was like oh nope oh this is gonna be a <laughs> terrible day, and then somehow like at eight fifty two the fog clears and it jumps ten degrees temperature. You are like all right, we'll be fine. And by the afternoon, you're wishing it was still fifty something. So <laughs> that's how it usually goes. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think we, got, I think we talked about this before, but like, I feel like seventy to seventy-five, or even sixty-five to seventy-five, is like that kind of perfect because you're not overheating yourself. Your tires yep. are still going to get plenty warm if the sun, as long as the sun's out, right? Because the sun's going to warm up the track. So if it's not a sunny day, then you kind of need that warmer temperature to help out. I know it was a little weird down in uh, Chuckwalla, our second day in Chuck, when it was all. Like cloudy, windy, and kind of cold. Yeah. It wasn't super cold, but it didn't feel as, at least to me, didn't feel as grippy as the first now time. That, so
0: that one guy went out there and he had the whole track to himself on the last, as the sun was going down. Yeah. And then I was, at first, I was like, that dude's crazy. And then I went, I'm jealous. Yeah. Maybe he's onto something
1: there. He's
0: just out there yeah. turning laps by himself.
1: Yeah, that was also the day that that other lady that was looking at your S one thousand, she had hers out on the track and laid it down in a, it was in on the in lap. We were coming in, they'd thrown the checkered flag, and I don't, yeah, right in front of me. All of a sudden, there's there's this uh, S one thousand is just like, no, not today, and just laid over. So
0: yeah, it was right in front of you, and it was I went past it also. You know, not because I was behind you or anything. Mm, Yeah, yeah. Pretty that excited to post happened. these lap times. Yeah, that'll be good. That's going to be exciting, right? That'll be good.
1: Yeah, we got two days in Carolina and then three days in Arizona. I think uh, in Arizona we'll definitely be able to hop on. So, some.
0: have you rode the Yamaha? Uh
1: Nothing more than around the neighborhood. Why not? Because I haven't. How are you supposed it. to
0: report back if you don't go drive that ugly little thing?
1: I don't know. I did notice the rear tire is a one sixty. Yeah, we'll get rid of it. So that. I was yeah I was thinking about putting your your Q five on it, and then I was like, well. I don't know, but I looked at it. I haven't measured yet, but I looked at it and it looks like it'll fit. I might have to take the chain guard off, but I'm pretty sure it'll fit in the swing arm. So no worries there, which that'll be kind of interesting because that's a lot, like that's a big difference. Going from a 180 to a 200 is a big difference. 160 to a 180 is a big difference. So could change the entire.
0: Well, did you life. hear that? That information probably hasn't trickled down to you because, you know, I wouldn't lose any sleep over it, but uh, a certain Weera racer that we know or that I know from Georgia former Weiro racer. mm
2: mm-hmm. racer
0: yeah he may he may show up and take my jixxer first ben all right all right maybe maybe show us how to do it it's in his calendar you know if he's listening okay. it's in his calendar but i'm not going <laughs> to remind him past this sure all right yeah all right no that'd be cool it'd be exciting
1: it'll be uh you know actually that would be really cool because we think that your jixxer is still just a little slower than mine so you get former wearer racer has some racing experience and a jixxer rider and he rode Jixers before get him out on yours, compared to mine, compared to you on yours, compared to me on yours, compared to you on mine, compared to him on mine. I don't know. We could do anything. So that would be yeah, that would be pretty sweet.
0: We'll see what happens.
1: Not bad, not bad.
0: We'll see what happens. So so we didn't get to talk about the MotoGP race race. Yeah, we did talk about the sprint, but not the race. That's true. Yeah, we didn't get to talk about the race, and I know that's already happened for everybody that's listening. So they probably don't want to hear it. But I'd like to at least touch on. What do you think about those points? Those championship points? They're getting uh,
1: mighty spicy out there.
0: <laughs> I pretty, don't know. Getting a
1: little manageable for the the Jorge Martin, huh? Yeah, I mean he's he's definitely within. Like there there have been a lot of seasons in the past where at this point we have a world champion crowned. Yep, and we are not there, nor anywhere near that.
0: Going into unknown territory this week because I lost that bet apparently. Yep, they are. They have
1: landed. In fact, I was on their, their homepage. They have landed in India, and MotoGP racers are playing MotoGP 23 on the, their game console to try and learn the track.
0: Yeah, like crazy. That's That's been yeah. really prominent, everybody. So,
1: so all of that like stuff we talked about with how video games is the only experience of the track we have, apparently professional racers also do that. So you know, maybe well, we're onto
0: something. Well, now now I've got a story because according to... So I might have read this wrong. I'll put my disclaimer out there now for this, but if I understood it correctly, Josh Heron on his Instagram was trying to get, see if anybody wanted to join his lounge on, on uh ride five. Okay. yeah. He said he had, he said he had just downloaded ride five mm-hmm. and he was, I think he said Coda. He was racing Coda on it. Circuit okay. of the Americas. Yep. And he was second in the world. What the, okay. I'm pretty sure he said he was second in the world currently. And so if that's true, Mm-hmm. If i if I didn't just dream that, if I'm not making that up, if he's sinking in the world, it had me walking around kind of daydreaming about that, thinking you would think, I don't care, you know, if Peko Bagnaya jumps on a PlayStation or whatever, I wouldn't expect him to be able to race a motorcycle game any better than some you know gamer nerd. Yeah. I would assume I agree. the gamer nerd would smoke him.
1: Yeah, you would think. Yeah, if they if the gamer guy is playing racing games a lot, right? You know, like there's a lot of different types of video games out there. But, and,
0: and granted, Josh Heron is a gamer, from what I understand. But still, if he's second in the world on that track in that game, something is be... correlating. Yeah, there's got to be. Well, and,
1: It kind of makes sense because the games claim to have come so far, which they, they definitely have, where, like, you can lean the bike, you can, you know, move the body around and all this stuff. And so if you set it to be able to do whatever you want and then you have personal experience and you pick a bike that you have personal experience on, like, even down to where, like, you know, you're playing some of the car racing games these days, you can adjust your tire pressure and your aero angle and all of that, whatever. Right. Even down to that, I mean, he's just there in Texas racing. So he has data in his head, you know, <laughs> like, does I mean, that correlate? I get, correlate it. I get it. I get it, but I don't get it. I don't know. But I mean, as far as kind of what I've mentioned before, where the only experience I have with that racetrack is seeing it on a video game, I do think that is still the closest to what it looks like through your helmet.
0: I would, I'll i agree with that.
1: Out of like anything you could watch on a screen, obviously, without going and doing it, I think the video game is probably the closest to it. And it's going to give you... A better i'd say with elevation more than anything else and like what your viewpoint will actually be which is what what matters because like thunder hill right the elevation in thunder hill is insane blind turns all over the place well there's two specific spots and elevation changes everywhere you look at the map you're not going to see that at all you watch a video on youtube you know a a guy who's got his gopro on his helmet or his gopro right behind his windshield and it's like kind of but not really but if you could play that on a video game, it's going to give you that elevation and you can tell and you can kind of see that. So
0: that's why I haven't followed your lead and got ride five yet because because they added. So the difference between we're a video game podcast now. So, <laughs> yeah, the difference between ride four and ride five, you know, I don't know how much of the controls or the reality or this kind of stuff's changed, but they added one track. They added like one track in the Americas, one track in Asia, one track in Europe. Mm-hmm. The rest of the tracks are all the same. And I went to the game because I was looking for Carolina Motorsports Park. Okay. It ain't on there. So I said, if it's on five, I'm buying it right now. <laughs> not on five either.
1: No. No, I'm actually pretty surprised UMC was on there. Because there's not a big list. So, World class. Yeah. No, it is. It could be. Could could host. Has before. class. Has before. I mean, you heard even... Even Ken Hill back way, way back, talking about how the the perimeter is a very, you know, Euro style, great track, super fun. It's not, if you're, if you haven't been to UMC, like it's worth it. Hopefully it as a facility brings itself back up. But as far as like layout, it's a super fun track to ride. And I haven't even ridden the East by itself yet. So I have half the East and all the West now.
0: I'll be there on the West again. It's 139s or bust. There you go.
1: Well, yeah, back to... Back to MotoGP, the race. Good old uh, Danny Pedrosa taking fourth again. Really good weekend. <laughs> Most of the articles I've seen this week have been: uh, Did Kate? Does KTM regret not having Danny actually race, or well, how is a man this old still doing this well?
0: Yeah, one of the announcers asked him if if he'd be willing to if KTM wanted him if he'd be willing to go back to ride, and he's like, um, "They already have five riders and four bikes, so yeah, that's not gonna that's- happen." Kind of a silly question, but then I heard I heard some other podcasts talking about. Well, what if they wouldn't they be happier if they had Danny on the bike instead of Jack Miller? And let me just say, Jack Miller's out there racing every race.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Danny is not to take anything away from him, but the guy's cherry picking the tracks he wants. Yeah, and I will also say that he was on the test bike with the new mods this yeah. week or last mm-hmm. week, you know, he was on, he was on the fancy bike and who knows how good that bike is compared to the ones the other guys are riding. Yeah. Because, which we'll get into in a minute, but at testing, Jack Miller was half a second faster than he wasn't qualifying consistently on the, on that new bike. Right. Which could make a difference. Yeah. No, I'm not,
1: I'm not here to say that Danny should be there or shouldn't be there, but that is what all the articles are saying. Um, it was fun to
0: watch him though. Fun to watch it, him. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Great great having him back out there or i mean he's never not been back out there but yeah i really think he was only there because it was a test weekend i mean immediately the day after they're out there testing again so they can get more data having him do the full race weekend on that bike and that only makes them be able to set it up even better for their riders on the actual test day so
0: well since we've fully moved into that subject Mm what do you think of the changes
1: on the ktm
0: on any of them, so Honda shows up with a giant stretched Ducati replica, as you yep. like yep. to put it.
1: <laughs> Basically, and it was
0: the handlebars are higher or the clip-ons are higher, and I, from the other bike, they have moved it mm-hmm. up, and it's forcing okay. the rider to put their butt further back.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: and they're they're saying it's going to put more weight on the rear tire is what they're trying to achieve.
1: Right, which is what the riders have been asking for. That's the biggest but, complaint also, I've seen.
0: Yeah, but all the riders came back and said, the bike, including Mark, said the bike is completely different, but it has Mm -hmm. all the same problem.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, from the sound of it, he said, if this is a brand new bike, which it feels like it is, that's great, but we still have a long way to go. And then he did finally come out and say that he will make a decision in Japan, so at the race or right after Monday, he said either Japan or India. He has recently said in Japan he wants to ride India first and he will make his decision in Japan. So it's interesting because I don't know but I still don't have any official info, no one does, on if he has a decision to make, but he's saying he'll make a decision. Um so it sounds like he's probably got some under the table offers from some places that would be you my wanna hear guess. my rumor? Yeah, what's your rumor?
0: This is the one I'm just making up. Okay. This is where my head's at though.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's a reason the Grassini bike hasn't been filled yet. Mm-hmm. And they haven't told Gigi's gone. Mm-hmm. And in the news, Fabio or uh, Morbidelli. Okay. Yep. Morbidelli got the Cremac bike today.
1: Indeed. He did.
0: Yep. So he will be next to Jorge Martin next year
1: mm-hmm.
0: on that bike. So that shoe is dropped because before they had Pramac and Grassini both sitting there open and it's just starting to feel more and more like they're waiting, everybody's waiting for Mark to say where he's going. And then those seats will fill. Yeah. But Morbidelli took Pramac, which makes sense because if my sources tell me that I think Repsol included, but Polenbear, mm-hmm. Repsol, Red Bull, all, I'm not sure about don't don't quote me on the Repsol one, but his big sponsors have already said they'll follow him if he goes somewhere. Okay, so if he was to go to Grasini, he'll pull big money. Yep, Grasini would have a hard time giving. Ducati's already given everybody on the grid 2023 20, bikes, 2024 20, bikes. or are giving everybody current bikes, right? So Morbidelli ain't going to get one. He's going to be lucky to get a 23, probably. Mm-hmm. But Bezecchi, that argument's still going, but you would think they'll want to give Bezecchi a current bike. They'll want to give Jorge Martin a current bike. Grissini's kind of out that way. But if him and Alex, who both have their same management company, they're co-owners of the management company, they've got all the a lot of similar sponsors and stuff that carry over for the brothers. Mm-hmm. Grissini is a good fit, I think. Grissini's a good fit if he can get out of his contract. But he has said that he has three. He has option A, option B, option C. That's true. And he doesn't elaborate on those. So I mm-hmm. think option disregard the order because I don't know what he wants. And I think saying you have A, B, and C is kind of risky because if it gets out that Grassini's your option C, then maybe they don't want you anymore if we, if you were their third choice. Right. So maybe there's not an order on it, right? There's just yep. he should a better way to say it is there's three options on the table. He doesn't know which one he's going to take. Mm-hmm. One would be staying with Honda.
1: Obviously. Yep.
0: Two would be going to Grassini, mm-hmm. but nobody ever says option three. True, Pramac is full now, mm-hmm. so anybody who thought Pramac was that third option,
1: Pramac and and VR forty six, that wasn't necessarily ever on the table. But
0: right, I think if Honda won't let him out because Honda hasn't let him out, he he could sit out a season. Interesting. So, okay, so I mean that's an that's on the table for him. He could just say, okay, I ain't playing anymore. Because he's yeah. obviously riding like a man that doesn't want to get hurt for whatever whatever he does next year. Right. So, I don't think he'll do that, but that is an option. He could sit out for a year. The other option I, I'm i contemplating is, what if he's over there talking to Aprilia?
1: I've been... Now that's what my head and was. And Aprilia's
0: saying, hey, we're giving Alish one more year. He wants one more year. Mm-hmm. And then he's retiring for sure, and Mark takes Alash's seat.
1: It's definitely possible, yeah. So, I've been... I mean, I've been thinking about Mark on and Aprilia basically since he got back from his wreck ever since Aprilia started to kind of like pick up the pace and have pretty good bikes. Who knows if he'd be a good fit for it, but, you know, but then they're, they're sticking with, nope, we're good. Alation and Maverick old top gun. We're sticking with them. So, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely possible that he could just do another year at Honda and just refuse to do anything for him. Look terrible.
0: and for the listeners, that's none of that's based in reality. That's just me talking.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, what we know what we know that has been confirmed is that he has said he has three options. What those are, most people would assume, I think most people would assume it's KTM, Ducati, or stick it Honda. The but sitting was, out is an interesting one.
0: So since every rumor has been thrown out, one of the other rumors, you mentioned KTM, and I instantly mm-hmm. wanted to say, but they already have too many riders. Mm-hmm. But there's another rumor going around that if Mark comes into play with KTM, they can put enough pressure on Dorna to force him to let him bring the two more bikes on, possibly. And then you put Mark and Pedro together on Team Husky.
1: That would be interesting. Hmm. Yeah, and if he's bringing sponsors over, then that gives a plenty. Of, yeah, interesting. He's so, already
0: red. He's already Red Bull, so yeah, it fits.
1: Yeah, that's what. That's what I. From the beginning, the KTM kind of made the most sense to me uh, because he's been Ducati's biggest rivalry for so long. I don't know. It it feels almost cheap. So I'll come out and say it. Like we've said since the beginning, I think the man's got talent. I think it's still there. I think it might not be quite what it was, but I also think if you put him on a similar bike, he'd at least be contending, right? Put him in the top five for sure. This past weekend, he delivered a top, what, seven, both, both the sprint and the race
0: yeah seventh in the race maybe top 10 in the sprint i don't know he was it was a better showing for sure
1: yeah right It moved up a little bit did better oh yeah you're right 10th exactly in in a sprint um
0: yes you so do that at home?
1: if he can do that on a bike that no one else can get above 15th on then maybe he can do something uh we'll see how how terrible the bike actually is next year when uh joanne zarko heads over there i'm kind of expecting him to come in and just ride the thing like crazy randomly at the end of every race and make it back up into third but only do that every for like six races total anyway we'll see what happens but putting him on a ducati just never made sense to me right well it would be interesting to see ktm bring another team in we've kind of talked about that i think at the the beginning of the season and then dorna basically said nope you're not doing it no way i would love to see him go to an aprilia because i think aprilia's got a package i don't think they have the riders they've got good riders i'll give them the guys have talent But they're just not consistent enough.
0: Yeah. I think, I think Dorna would sleep better at night if Grassini or somebody went, became the satellite team for Yamaha. Yeah. Or VR46 or somebody. And I I think that's why they're holding on so hard is because if KTM has six bikes and Ducati has Eight. eight. Yeah. Then those two teams can. Basically put Dorna over barrel and tell them this is what we want to do going forward.
1: Is it 8 or 10?
0: It's not 10. Grissini, Premac, VR46, and factory. 8, okay, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I get where Dorna's coming from. It is interesting that, you know, Honda and Yamaha are the last two Japanese bikes hanging on. Honda's still got a satellite team. Yamaha said, nope, can't do that anymore. And Yamaha's really kind of just fallen off since then. And then Honda is... I mean, there's rumors all over that they're done. They're going to leave MotoGP after this year, blah, 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 and all of that. But obviously, their performance fell off a little bit. If they can pick right. that back up, if for somehow over the winter, they can come up, come up with a bike, Mark chooses option, whatever led him to Honda, and they come back next year with a vengeance, then that's, that looks great. That looks great for Dorna because we've still got Japanese bikes in the, in the market. Otherwise, yeah, you're going to turn into a Euro competition. KTM's going to try and come in with two more teams probably. And Aprilia, why not?
0: You know, Well, it's fine. If it turns into a Euro competition, as long as, as long as it's not just those two, I mean, yeah. Bring in the beamers. <laughs> as always, as always, you know, And bring in triumph, bring in BMW, spread this out. Yeah. Put Ducati back to four teams. I mean, I know it's a lot of money and a huge commitment for companies. So, I mean, if, if Dorna could do that, they would do that. They would be happy to have it that way. I mean, they're not doing what they're doing because they want to. because right. they have to. Yeah, well, and I mean
1: the hard part is that Triumph doesn't have a, a MotoGP GP bike. BMW doesn't have a MotoGP GP bike. They don't make any of that. They're not doing that. Right. So all these other companies have been doing it or have done it before at least. And so they kind of know where to start. Well, it everybody's would be, gotta
0: start somewhere.
1: Yeah, I mean you gotta start somewhere, but you gotta bring in a sponsor for BMW. BMW is not just going to pay for that because they they get plenty of motorcycle sales without it. In fact, I'd say they probably
0: get a little more because they'll they'll get sponsors. Who you Benovo come with them? <laughs> Listen, I don't want to. Yeah. We we have to go back to MotoGP, but I was trying not to go off on a tangent, but we have to go off on a tangent. What about Garrett Gerloff? Garrett Gerloff got the pole, mm-hmm. his first pole ever. He's got that fancy watch. Yeah, he got the Tssat to so to, to T Yeah. T-soap. that one. He got yeah. that watch. Is and then the he had answer? then he had two fifth place finishes. Yeah.
1: So I, I cheated last week and I looked it up while we were filming and I, I kept my mouth shut for you. But
0: Well, I appreciate that because that was awesome. Congratulations to Garrett. That was a good showing. Hopefully he can keep that ball rolling. I mean keep he it seems on. to be getting better all year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But that is a brand new bike too, right? So brand new bike for for BMW, brand new bike for him. So, yeah, hopefully they can uh, get some data going and make the wings bigger next year and be even better,
0: you know? And then, unlike you, I've been working so hard to find BSB. For For anybody that's a BSB fan or English listeners, BSB, I'm trying to find it. They don't allow me to watch it. And so if you go to YouTube, like Mm -hmm. Moto America, of course, you can find the whole race on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Can't find the BSB race in its entirety, just highlights. Hmm. If somebody knows a way, let me know. Cause I would love to watch them. I, I watched as much as I could of last week's race. Mm-hmm. And I learned something new for us rookies. Mm-hmm. Did you know that BSB has a they have like a, a follow car like F1? Okay. So rather than having a red flag or something, mm-hmm. they have a car. A safety car jumps out on track, and they follow the car around.
1: Oh, to go out. Okay. No, like I mean, Moto, MotoGP has a safety car.
0: No. Uh, so in F1, here, uh-huh. I'll catch you up. In F1, if a car crashes and it's like half on the track, they don't uh-huh. red flag and have everybody come back to the paddock. They uh-huh. have a safety car come out, yeah. uh-huh. and everybody has to slow down and follow that safety car while they're cleaning up the mess. Right. That's how BSB does the bikes. Interesting at least on what i was watching and so it was extra interesting because the rule is if the safety car is out you can't pass anybody yep which makes perfect sense right Mm -hmm. but as in f1 that's when the games start getting played because when you know the safety car is getting ready to come off um the safety car is going at a pretty good clip the bikes are still moving probably faster than i can go yeah (laughs) and uh, right but when the safety car starts getting off they start playing games this happens in f1 all the time but and nascar does it but yep. they'll they'll slow down the lead the lead car the lead bike they'll slow down and try to like ball the whole pack up
1: mm-hmm. and then so they, they can floor it. go yeah
0: yeah they try to time it well the the guy in the lead on the lead motorcycle did that
2: hmm.
0: and he did it uh, excessively in in my American opinion. Right. Mm -hmm. And you had bikes like locking up behind him because he just all of a sudden slowed way down. The car's going down the straight, getting ready to come off and he just slowed way down. Everybody knows they can't pass him. Right. So they all start slamming on the brakes and it starts checking up all the way back. Mm -hmm. And uh, one bike passed one bike from like sixth place. There was nothing he could do. He just passed the whole field. Like, yeah, went all the way out to the lead and then veered over and pulled to the side so that they could all go right. to let them back in. And I think that poor bugger got a penalty. Hmm. And if you watched it, it was, it was interesting. Cause again, I try to follow like if, if BMW's winning over there, those kind of mm-hmm. things. Yeah. 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 But when you can't sit down and watch the race, it's hard to care enough to follow along. Right. Anyway, I've been watching since we talked about it a few weeks back, I've been trying to, Watch what I can watch, and there's some exciting racing over there, man. Those guys are bar bangers. They're pretty. Yeah. They're pretty rough on each other.
1: Well, maybe you know, maybe that'll be our homework for next year slash homework for the listeners. Any anyone that isn't here in America, or anyone that is that watches it, BSB, and I would say Australian Superbike, because I mean, if we can fill every weekend with racing, like why not? Uh, obviously, yeah. we'll kind of pick and choose depending on the weekend, kind of like we already do between MotoGP and Moto America. Only going to cover what we want because well we're allowed to, but I would
0: gladly watch all of that.
1: So, so let us the know. Of
0: that whole tangent was go Garrett,
1: <laughs> go Garrett, go BMW. Come back to MotoGP. BMW should be
0: in MotoGP, and we're back. And we're back. So in MotoGP, I just want to finish up on the test
1: mm-hmm.
0: or or talking about that. So Mark was not happy. None of the Honda right. riders yep. seemed happy, yep. but. There's been a switch. You know, you got to watch the telltale signs and Joanne Mears all of a sudden doing the apology tour saying that he's committed to Honda. Mm-hmm. That means he couldn't get a job anywhere else, which he just needs to keep his ride Yep. Yep. one way or the other. And then, but Yamaha, Yamaha came out with some pretty big changes. They had some big arrow changes.
1: I was very happy to see the front of the Yamaha. Yeah? Because it didn't look like anything else. I was like, hey, that looks not like a Yamaha anymore. But it also doesn't look like a Ducati, so it looks different from everything else on the track. Yeah, I was pretty pretty excited to see that. I didn't follow that because the news has been so clogged up with Mark. That's all anyone wants to freaking talk about. So I didn't catch Fabio's anything, really.
0: Well, good. Um, I'll help you. Fabio right. said the bike sucked.
1: Good. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yamaha Yamaha their chief guy came out and said how happy he was with the improvements they'd made. And this is better. This is better. This is better. And then they interviewed Fabio and he's like, it sucks. Okay. That's good. But Aprilia worked on some things too, which was just funny to me. Do you know what Aprilia's biggest thing they worked on was? Mm -mm. They had some kind of device that made it so they didn't have to let the clutch out on the starts. Okay. It's like an automatic takeoff device or something. Yeah. And that's cool. Whatever. But I just laugh because that's only for one person. Yeah. They're like, Top Gun, we think you can race most days, but you cannot start. You cannot.
1: Here you go. You don't even have to do anything. You just press. We've done
0: everything (laughs) we can. What does Aprilia need to focus on an automatic transmission for Top Gun?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Maybe it's literally just like they just program it per track, wherever you start. This will get you to the first corner. This will get you to your breaking point. You hit this button and floor it and just it even it reads the light for you. There's a camera on the front of the bike. It
0: reads the light. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You went there. That's one of the things that keeps coming up is they're like, why hasn't anybody tried to just time a like a camera to the lights and then at the end of the day? The rider just holds it floored, and it yeah. goes when the light shuts off. But you can't, you can't do that. It starts taking the, more
1: skill out of it. At the end of the day, uh, the day that that goes away is the day that all racing across the board, no matter where you are, to include not even cars, I don't care what you're racing, the day that they have automatic start is the day that racing is done.
0: If it was a good idea, drag racing would have done it a long time ago, probably. Yeah,
1: because at that point, you are literally just on... Like that is the, the one thing that every racing type shares is from the start, whoever jumps the line, the quickest, whatever, like that reaction time to
0: be a good racer. You have to have that devil's advocate. What? When them high speed cars are running out of the salt flats. Mm -hmm. You never went out and watched that. Have you
1: Mm -mm, not live?
0: I'll, I'll take you out there sometime
1: setting land speed records. Yeah. It's not racing. Yes, it is. Nope. Racing the clock. Mm-mm. I want to okay. call it racing. Now I'm not trying to take anything away from it, but I want to call it racing. All right. That That's, an ar- That's an
0: argument and I now have to contemplate. So if somebody so, wants to leave comments about that, feel free. All right.
1: Yeah, cuz I so I would arg- I would argue just to dwindle on that for a second. Um not dwindle, but dwell. Dwell on that for a second. I would argue that the salt flats and land speed records is about the machine and not about the person operating it.
0: Yes it is. Is drag racing about the machine or the driver or both? both and moto is obviously both yeah well you think it doesn't take talent to drive a land speed car
1: i'm not saying that not saying it doesn't take talent but i'm not i wouldn't put it as a measure of the talent of the driver as much near as much yeah
0: so when they take off like i said since you've never been out there I, i'll let you know first time mm-hmm. i went out there with a drag racing background right i was really excited to see that so right my favorite place to sit at a drag strip is as close to the start as possible because that's where the violence happens. That's where the, the noise, the noise, the action. I mean, it's cool to see them at the end, too. But the best seats are like watching them take off up front. Right. Yep. So you go out to the salt flats and there's bleachers set up out there generally. Like mm-hmm. at the two, three mile mark. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, who needs to go there? I want to watch these guys start. So they take these cars, it really doesn't matter what the class is, but the salt is a slick surface, right? It's not, it's a somewhat slick surface compared to like asphalt. They have a push vehicle. So they'll have those big speed cars. They'll have like a full size truck with a wooden bumper built on it. Mm -hmm. And they'll actually start the, the speed of the, the cars are geared so high, they can barely, maybe some of them can't take off on their own power. Right. So they have to be the,
1: going fast enough for the first gear before they ever even start going.
0: Yeah. So they'll just be in neutral. The push car will come up and it'll push them up to like a hundred miles an hour in a lot of those classes. Jeez. The truck itself will get them to a hundred miles an hour, which might be a mile and a half up the track. Right. And then you'll hear the car like actually put it in gear and then they'll boom under power and they'll start pulling off the vehicle and then they'll leave. And so it's cool for about 5 minutes and then you're like, "Oh, this is boring." And you have to drive 3 miles down to the bleachers.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I'm I'll I'll stick to it. I'll stick to my whole whole argument I made there. You take away the that small factor of racing and racing's over. Not well, that the rest of it doesn't matter, but that would be the, the the last
0: thing. Well, let let's do this. I know you have some restrictions, so when i'm not gonna say if but when you know this podcast is still going in like say two and a half years Mm -hmm. we'll take some bikes out there and me and you'll run a high speed record
1: okay down for that
0: i mean i'm not saying we'll get the record we'll go we'll go pick a class you can there's a class for everything out there yeah but you can run motorcycles out there too we might as well go
1: run a turbo booski
0: no we'll go we'll go see we'll go see what the top speed is on the YZ6R, FC6R, yeah. All right, all right, FC we can
1: Or the sport, dude. We could take our Sportsters out there. Yeah. See, it would. You would need the three miles.
0: No, Didn't I, I would need that, one mile, and then it would be maxed out,
1: and then. Yeah, that's that's pretty fair. <laughs> Did I tell you about the first time I took my Sportster to 100 miles an hour. No. Dave, of course, there was no speed limit on this road that I was on. Um, in Mexico. Instead, yeah, down in Mexico or something like that. Um, but I was like, you know got over the Mexican border and I was like, all right, well, it's time. Let's see if, uh, what it takes. And so <laughs> I gave it the onion. I think I downshifted it in a third. I just, I let her go. And I was like, you know, I got no RPM indication. So I'm like, I don't really know when to shift. Normally I just kind of like shift or don't, you know, you just, you just chill on the freeway. You're always looking for another gear on those things. You only get the five and little 1200 over 60 miles an hour. Just seems to wah, go crazy. And so, <laughs> Um, yeah, I, you know, I started going and I'm seeing it go up like thirty, six, seventy, eighty. 70, 80, but I swear from 85 to a hundred just took double the time of zero to 60. Like it was, <laughs> it you just probably, didn't want to you, go.
0: You probably did that on those tires you bought in Mexico also, huh? Yeah. The yeah. ones that had I the mean, weather cracks so you could see the like the wires sticking through and stuff.
1: The ones that were on the bike. It wasn't that bad. They were bad, yeah. but they weren't that bad.
0: They weren't that good either.
1: No, they were just flat. The back tire was basically a car tire. <laughs> <laughs> it was flat back there. Uh, so, homemade slicks. Yeah, basically, you know, perfect. that uh, would be kind of interesting actually taking a sports tour for a land speed record, probably blow it up on accident.
0: Well, I'm game. All right. That's, that's one thing that's kind of funny about those is, I mean, I've seen all the, I've spent some time out there and not to take anything away from it, but it, it seems to me that you're able to say, Okay, I have a Geo Metro with pink hubcaps, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be the fastest three cylinder geo metro with pink hubcaps in the world. And you can yeah. go you can go get that record. Like a lot yeah. of the cars you see out there, they got like 15 world records on the side of them. I'm
1: like and it's a Toyota Camry.
0: Yeah, I'm like, how can I even be?
1: But the first the fastest Toyota Camry that also ran air conditioning
0: yes yeah, stuff like that <laughs> but there's yeah. some really cool motorcycles out there there's you see some of the i mean that's where the fastest indian went right yep indeed movie the fastest indian but mm-hmm. but uh you see there's a lot of like nostalgia out there at speed weeks a lot of right. nostalgia a lot of old you know lead sleds all kinds of cool cars out there but the motorcycles there's a lot of old ones too and you got a lot of like single cylinder small displacement with speed bubbles
1: yeah that's pretty cool the actual bullet bikes yeah of of back in the day yeah i remember uh there was a top gear episode where they went out to the salt flats it might have been a grand tour but uh richard hammond took a challenger out there Mm -hmm. and it made me question the salt flats people so if you're a salt flats person i'm not not trying to say anything crazy i'm just questioning a little bit because they had him duct tape his grill up so no air could get through yeah like trust me it's better you want to run it hot you'll go faster that way and he he went out and did his run and then like the camera like pans to him afterward like while they're like talking about it or whatever and he's just over there like ripping the tape off and he's just like breathe breathe opens the hood and just lets it it. like (laughs) because i don't know what the temperature got to and that was like years ago when i saw that but he
0: was just just, for aerodynamics yeah sure but you're a well you don't lift the car up right but i don't know there's a formula for that but once you start getting over like that 100 mile an hour mark the pressure on the car starts to grow exponentially or whatever you're trying to push through the wind yep yeah there's been
1: there's definitely been some uh some big crazy crashes out there where like cars they look like they're perfectly fine sitting at 220 miles an hour and then all of a sudden they're just like a leaf in the wind gone well
0: when i've been out there it's been on a motorcycle
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and obviously when you got to drive three miles to get to the bleachers it's you're on the salt right and it's almost like play-doh it's like a dried play-doh when it starts getting kind of crystallized okay yep gotcha that's weird what it's like and then you got to go immediately to a car wash and get that stuff off (laughs) yeah yeah you won't have a bike in the morning yep just real quick i got to go back to moto gp one time cool did, did they all have the ugly exhaust? Like most of the bikes have the ugly exhaust that kicks up high.
1: Yeah, I did kind of notice that. They're all coming in a little, and they almost look skinnier.
0: Yeah, they're saying they're trying to raise the weight because having the weight slung higher on the bike keeps it from wheeling. And so said that's what they're playing with. They're trying to put the weight in a different spot on the bike.
1: Interesting. And their titanium super lightweight exhaust does that for them?
0: I mean, it's a game of millimeters. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's insane. Well, yeah, to close out... MotoGP, we've got this coming weekend, be in India. And nobody's been there. Nobody has been there. That's
0: why they're playing the video games, as mentioned earlier. But that should make an even playing field for Jorge Martin and Pekko Bagnaya.
1: It should. They're on the same bike. Should, uh, yeah, honestly, even playing field across the board, right? It should be a great weekend to figure out who your best uh, readers are, right? Like even your rookies should be able to kind of, depending on how good they are, right? I mean, everybody has a chance to go to a new track and read it for the first time but this is everyone all at the same time same spot so it would be kind of cool to see who, who really strides especially qualifying like right? I think that's what I'm most excited for is to see whatever laps we get are going to be lap records so be kind of cool to to see that come into play. Unfortunately you have nothing to compare it to but be cool India week after that Japan we're, we started the world tour this week that's what's going on here so India Japan and then Mandalika. And then Australia, and then Thailand, and then Sepang, and then Qatar, and then we finish it off in Valencia. So going all the way to the end of November this year, which is pretty normal. But yeah, so we're starting the world tour portion of the MotoGP season. Keep an eye out. uh, Australia, we're coming for you here soon. Yeah, should be interesting. India will be, I think it'll be a good weekend. So
0: pretty excited. Fun race to watch. I'm excited. So what else we got coming up? My mind is on 139s in the track day and then the two after that. Sweet. Yeah, that's
1: about where I'm at. You said you're on the 30th of September? Yep. And we will be 14th and 15th of October out at Carolina Motorsports Park. So if you're in the area and you're going, come say hi. We'll be there.
0: Yeah, we'll have the alphabet soup there. And if you come, you can drive it.
1: Yeah, that one. Yeah, yep. You got Yamaha.
0: Yeah, if you want to come out, feel free to drive it.
1: Yeah, I was very confused. I was like, what the, what do you mean alphabet soup? But I got you. All right. Yeah, I'll th- <laughs> I'll throw that I'll probably throw that one eighty on there in a little bit. I haven't gotten around to it yet because I don't want to figure out how to take that tire off. Yeah, but we're it's got the a car like bit. well, yeah, not the tire, the wheel is what I meant. But it's got the like chain tensioners with the little like kind of wing nut thing on the back.
0: Yeah, no, sticks that's out a the high, back of it. That's a high class motorcycle. Dirt yeah. bike grips. Yep. Wing nut chain tensioner. It's and not the forks actually are on up. backwards. Like, somebody's put the forks on wrong.
1: Yeah, upside down, actually, yeah. It's really cool.
0: And the mirrors? Did you tighten the mirror up?
1: No, not yet.
0: Those mirrors look like they were stolen off of a Bugatti. What do you mean?
1: That, they look you... more like the Amazon motorcycle mirror you would get <laughs> for a, a sport bike for
0: $15. No, they. I don't know. They look like a, what is it? How do you say? Kona's egg?
1: How do you? egg, yeah.
0: Yeah, that car. It looks Co-in-in like mirrors off the
1: damn. Cohen and Eggsig. Yeah.
0: Holy. <laughs> it's just it the pictures. You it's because the man, bike I've not, not seen bi- this bike in real life.
1: Right. So you you'll have to. Yeah. I mean, your opinion might change, might not, it might get worse. Who knows? Um, when you get here, but. He said they'll
0: adjust the seat for anybody that wants to come out. Yeah,
1: like an inch. It's actually it makes a big difference, but I can move the seat pretty easy. A kind of oh. kind of a cool feature. That's going in the review when we finally get around to it.
0: Yeah, I forgot. I do have a problem. What? My bike's an inch taller than it used to be.
1: The twenty-two.
0: Yeah, that Alpha Racing seat. Yeah. It's it's much smaller, so I can't move around. <laughs> like the okay. actual, but it's 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 like literally an inch taller. So I'm on top of the bike now. Actually. Yeah, like just how it go. It's just taller than the old one. So now That's I'm weird. sitting up, and I can I can barely tiptoe. that's funny without boots on right but i mean the boots will give me a little more maybe but
1: i've seen a dude do a track day that could not put both feet on the ground so you'll figure it out he'll be standing next to the bike at the start
0: i'm not saying i can't do that i just hope it didn't like disrupt my mojo
1: (laughs) just do the one leg right (laughs) left leg on the foot peg right leg on the ground not that mojo
0: i'm not worried about starting and stopping i'm worried about the actual cornering Oh, that should be easier. We're going to find out. I'll let you know.
1: I think it for, I'll tell you on the Aprilia, like my, my toes on the ground is the same, but I sit more above the bike and it, it felt a little weird at first on the road, but on the racetrack, it felt amazing. You have a lot more weight to like kind of tip over basically.
0: Well, I don't have that same problem that you have.
1: Right. But everyone, I don't have any problem move, getting
0: weight over. If you move up, it's only more, so it takes
1: less input, which means you can put more you get more output for the same input.
0: Understood, but I don't I need to get off the bike further, not less.
1: So to get off the bike further.
0: Well problem that solved. Re- that requires other things.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, Carolina Motorsports Park, October. And then at the end of October, got a sweet trip down to podium club. That'll be a good time. I haven't heard from anyone what bikes they want there yet. So uh Still waiting.
0: Yeah. Come on, people. All right. Until next week.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think that'll finish this up. Make sure you go check out India. If not, you know, you can catch the spoilers here. Episodes come out every Wednesday. Appreciate you guys being here.
0: Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Till next time.